I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter, and of course follow the group, at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by Meow Buddy. <laughs> Ryan Peacock, what's going on, buddy? That was, um, yeah, that was good. It's been a good day, actually. I've met a couple of, uh, couple of our Packers followers out there today. Oh. Uh, up in Leicester, which was good, so... The home of the Premier League champions. What are we doing up there, bro? Uh, well, we had a flag tournament today, so I was up there representing the world-famous Bellbury Vale Spartans. <laughs> um, by that, I mean there must be at least one guy that doesn't live in England mm. that probably heard of them. One guy, yeah. Um, but we were up there representing, playing some flag football, and I ran into Andy Davies. Oh, what team does he play for? Is he he plays for the, New- the Newcastle Blackhawks. Jeez, any good? Or if you're up, if you're up that way, do you say the Newcastle Blackhawks? No idea. I'd, yeah, they they talk wrong anyway, don't they? Really? <laughs> so. Yeah, that's uh, apologies to everyone from Newcastle. And how did uh, how did you get on? More so, I mean, did Jimmy the Hands come out to play? Jimmy the Hands was out to play. Yeah, touchdown. Uh, I only got one touchdown, so I think they used me in. Well, they didn't use me to my strengths, really. You know, if I'm gonna gonna bring out the inner T.O. here, <laughs> uh, I should I should have had more of the ball, um, wasn't targeted enough, and uh, you yeah. know the play the playbook needs to be changed to suit me. But apart from that, yeah, it was a good day. Throwing so, the toys out of the pram there. Your your QB yeah. better not be listening here. This descent, he's gonna have to call you out in the locker room. I man. I can't imagine he's listening. He's a Lions fan. But uh, if you are listening, Jeff, love you, bro. <laughs> well, Jeff is probably listening. Sure, all the Packer players listen. So I mean, surely Jeff is tuning in. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. probably actually he's probably tuning in to see about the uh, TJ Lang news, but let's not start off on that wrong note. Uh, let's not get there. Yeah, and so then I met into another guy, and this is where it's going to be really bad now because he mentioned the podcast. Mm. He said that him and his friend are putting money to one side to come to Lambo with us. Oh, nice. And I can't remember now what his first name was, but he said to me his second name was Davies or Davy. So it's like I've got in my head Matt Davy. Yeah. But um, so he said he listens to the podcast. So he's going to be listening now going, seriously, bro, I came up to you. He said, go pack, go as he shook my hand. Right. We had a little conversation about the Packers, about Martellus Bennett. Uh, and then I forgot his name. So uh, I get Wanker of the Week. Oh, yeah, that's a new slot. Uh, I think you're in the Wanker of the Week Hall of Fame. Uh, you're the first ballot. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so I apologize. He plays oh. for the Calderdale Knights. So uh, mm. big up to them. Um, yeah, but yeah, I forgot your name, bro. Sorry. It's rough, but here it's been a good week at UK Packers HQ because uh, let let me just play some background music right now. Oh, don't you feel real swaggy right now, Rhino? That's my Wait. jam, isn't it? That is my jam. Yeah, the Biggie Ryan. Oh, but I tell you what, uh, UK Packers podcast is sponsored. Oh, hey! And not by some fake companies. It's actually real people. Real living alive people. OMG. I, I, Ryan, we're going to have to release who these uh, these kind, moneyed up people are. I'm feeling real fresh. You know what? It's weird. I'm feeling very hard to do the podcast right now because this big ass gold chain is hanging from my neck, bro. Yeah, so basically, Primetime being Primetime just got in all the sponsorship money and he said, yeah, so. There's not a lot left, and that's no. all he's told me. I don't know what's been purchased, <laughs> but Steve does have these kind of 
diamond encrusted sunglasses on yeah. and a big gold chain around his neck right now. You got to know it, man. I'm bringing so, back the pimp, the pimp cup. Remember the pimp cup from back in like what was that 2008 or something everyone used to have a pimp cup to repaint some dude like to encrust it anyway I've got a chalice literally have no idea what you're talking about however guys you know Steve didn't look after himself you know Steve shared the money around a bit he bought me a new biro so we're all good Bic oh yeah Bic three for the price of one but come here uh, CassidyME.co.uk which are quantity surveyors for solutions for your mechanical and electrical services baby and not only that the MD Tony Cassidy, as you can imagine, is a huge Packers fan, which is exactly why he's decided to bankroll the UK Packers podcast. But uh, Ryan, part of big the, thanks know, to him. Big thanks oh, yeah. to him. Big he's thanks. a great guy as well. Is, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Because yeah. I, I get the feeling like quantity. What, what did you say? Quantity surveying. Mm-hmm. Is that the way you say it? Yes. So I get the feeling like that's kind of in the same family or area as accounting. Yeah, it's some it's somewhat related. Yeah, Tony and uh, all the good folks at Cassidy M&E Quantity Surveyors uh, would be able to basically tell you exactly down to the last washer what you need to build a ridiculous, you know, hundred-story building. So if anybody out there ah, listening to the right, pod, okay. you know, you need a quantity surveyor. You want someone who uh, sports the green and gold, gets down to Lambeau Field. Then for Jesus' sake, get on to Cassidy M&E Quantity Surveyors. But- I, I kind of thought, like, I'd just ring up Tony and go, like, I've got a quantity of things here. And he'd turn up and go, <laughs> and then he goes, well, I've surveyed that for you, and you've got nine. And I go, cheers. <laughs> I've got nine. Yeah, uh, I wonder, could uh, a Cassidy... bit more than that? Yeah, probably a bit. Yeah, there's probably more to his job, I'd say. There's probably more. Mm. I wonder, could he tell us the quantity of actual, you know, undrafted free agents or whatever, actual O-linemen that we have on our O-line right now. I wonder, can he tell us, I wonder, can he tell us how many cornerbacks that we'll have that you can't throw at and would get a perfect quarterback rate? I wonder, Tony be able to tell us that. But one thing Tony did ask us, in fairness, and we're going to drop it again from Cassidy M&E Quantity Surveyors, was he wanted us to do something, he didn't want a big sort of fanfare made about it, which I think the minute we played Biggie Smalls, Ryan, we probably broke that rule. Um, so he wanted something low-key, not to mention yeah, it a whole lot. Humble, humble guy. He's a humble guy, um, and he's a Packer fan. So I, I created a drop, and I don't know if this is going to fit the bill. I just wanted it to be understated. I didn't want it to go too far. And obviously, we've just got a sponsor. I didn't want to piss him off. So if you just bear with me, uh, I think this drop maybe lasts 10, 15 seconds. So without further ado, here's the Cassidy m Quantity Survey drop. Do you know what's great about that is the fact that because obviously I've been out today, you know, playing football. Yeah. You know, actually like, you know scoring touchdowns and stuff and steve's been in on his computer obviously creating that and that's the first time i've heard it but uh <laughs> i think you know if you basically you listen to that and you go yeah that that's that you know it screams humble guy <laughs> low-key <laughs> quiet you know under the radar guy you know in the background kind of guy i mean i think you hit it spot on god uh, i think that was a what was it ryan yeah. was it the gunshots uh, was it the hip hop horn that sort of screamed that, or was it the well, dolphin? No, no, no. I th- no, I think I d- yeah, exactly. See, I think it's the dolphin because what you've done there is you've shown that we're all 
we're all very aware of you know wildlife and you know <laughs> saving the planet and you know we're a very green company here at the uk packers so yeah. you know especially here in in, in my office uh, my side of the studio right here because uh, I don't do any research, so I don't print anything out. I don't write any notes, <laughs> so I don't waste any paper. So you know, go green. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm guilty. That's that's why you're into the green and gold. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that was low key as our new sponsor wanted, and hopefully that in the first week of actually getting a sponsor, I haven't pissed them off, and he's gonna he's gonna leave and take his yeah, big bag watch, of money. Watch week, watch week two come around where no <laughs> sponsors us anymore. Yeah, we're gonna be like, yeah, we need sponsorship again, um, and also we live in a cardboard box in the street. Oh, Pro- dude, dude, yeah. dude! Before we move on, go on. I've got a massive update for you. Oh Jesus, go on! Breaking news. I've had a delivery out of China. What? Oh, God, the rings? Those listening, those listening a couple of weeks back, uh, basically, I've had some Chinese guy sort out me rings. Oh! Rings. <laughs> yeah, there was an S on the end. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and they, they've come through, and they are they are pretty damn good, I've got to say. Oh, hold on. Before, this is it. You know where people usually, they, they're like, you know when someone goes to view your car and they kick the tires, and then when someone goes to look at a metal, they bite it? The only way, that test on this podcast, the only way we can do it, you're going to have to drop one of those bad boys on the desk and see the chingity-ching. Do we hear it over the mic? Oh. Pretty heavy. No, right. I mean, these things are weapons. The only issue I've got with one of them, which is the Super Bowl one ring, mm. there's a um, bit of a spelling mistake on the side of it. Oh written in Chinese so they're, they're absolutely awesome and I would at some point post a picture but very very small inscription of the score on the side of the the uh, rings and they usually have the, the obviously so this one I've got here is a Bart Star one against Oakland and it has the score on there hmm. but then you get the Super Bowl one ring and rather than saying Kansas City it says Tanzas City Ta- a good old but, Tanzas City yeah however nobody will be looking at that so it's all right but yeah, no, they're pretty good. Up twenty two dollars for six rings delivered oh. all the way from China. That's ridiculous. So, so um, those that were uh, messaging me, uh, or messaging the group, I should say, that uh, were asking if they're any good. There's your answer. They were good. So go and buy them. Yeah, and that was that was a sizable thump against the desk. I did not know that you would actually go ahead and drop your Mickey on the desk. But there you go. But Ryan, um, speaking of Mickey's, I think what we should do is is we should. Um, nearly go straight into Clown of the Week because there's been so much on social media and stuff. Now, what we envisioned with Cloud Clown of the Week before we went Cloud of the Week, my favourite cloud was a Cumulus Nimblutus uh, Clown of the Week. My favourite Clown of the, the Week thing, or what, what we expected from Clown of the Week, excuse me, was that we'd pick somebody and someone would annoy us, but it's kind of like what Time Magazine did when they were picking Person of the Year and they just said, you, you know, sometimes a collective can get into clown of the week and we're not into calling out fans and we do get some really weird varying um you know opinions and stuff that come into the group so you know we don't want to start calling people out by name because it's a real dick thing to do however uh we do get some really outlandish stuff like last year when people were saying to bench rogers sell rogers while he still had quote trade value unquote um so let's hit the clown drop and then i'm gonna leave it up to you because you're brimming with anger Yeah, um, this is a dangerous one here. I'm going to try and control this. I got rather, let's say, got into some rather tasty discussion this week with mm. several Packers fans who are, who after one day of free agency, 
said, right, that's it. I'm fed up with TT. What a mug. <laughs> oh, season's over. Yeah. What do you mean season's over? Day one of free agency. Another guy come out. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, totally. Season's done now. Yeah, TT won't won't sign anybody. Right? We were never going to get day one free agents because they cost a stupid amount of money and they're often overpaid. Right? And then somebody changed his mind and then he went, oh, yeah, but we shouldn't have let people left that have left. Oh, right, okay, so we were going to equal Micah Hyde's contract, were we? Mm. I mean, come on, that guy just got a stupid amount of money from the bills and fair play to Hyde because mm. he's earned that money. But we can't afford to pay him that money. So he went to the bills and he won't, you know, he'll probably not have another winning season in the rest of his career. Well done. Mm. TJ Lang, okay, gutted to see him go. But he's 30 years old. Maybe they do know something. You've got to remember the doctors and the medical staff and everybody else have all his history. They know maybe what little injuries, what little niggles, what little operations he's had behind the season in behind the scenes and in the off season. Yeah. They might know something and they might have a figure in place for what he's worth. And if the Detroit Lions have just paid a fortune for him or whatever else, great, well done. You'll probably not have another winning season. But fair play to you because you went and earned your money. Mm. Okay, the NFL's a bit like that, unfortunately. People will go to where they're going to get paid rather than where they're going to go and go to win. Yeah. Right? So that's that, okay? I don't know what people expected, but after day one of screaming and shouting and saying the season's over, anybody that made a comment like that, you are clown of the week for me because by day two, we'd signed Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett being, for me, I and mean, I know we're going to get into all this more in more detail later, is an upgrade on Cook. Okay, and whether I'm going to choose to disbelieve any stories about whether Cook was offered more money than they eventually played Bennett because he said that didn't happen. Some reports said it did happen. So let's just let's just say we don't know and yeah. move on from that. But you know, there's there's and then and then we go and sign Lance Kendricks and uh, there was a clown of the week comment there about uh, not very not being very good. Well, mm. he hasn't had a very good team to play on. He hasn't had any good quarterbacks to throw him the football. Mm. So let's see what he does now. Because I remember watching him at Wisconsin and thinking he was a pretty special player yeah. back then. And I'm pretty sure he was a second-round pick. So there's something there with that guy. And uh, he was, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. And we'll get, we'll get on just fine there. So, yeah, I think anybody that wrote off the whole of next season after one day of free agency, <laughs> when there's still plenty of decent, solid players left, there could be a whole bunch of other players cut yet and you've got the whole of the draft coming up yeah and we're going to have players on our team who like people are banging on about cornerbacks and i know you want to talk about this more later but people banging on about quarterback cornerbacks guys struggled last year yes doesn't mean they're going to struggle next year so let's all just relax a little bit tt clearly has a plan and i feel like and I've not always been his biggest advocate, but right now, in Ted, we trust, and let's go forward with it. Yeah, so let me jump in then for a clown of the week, because it's something similar to you. I'm just going to go and be more specific uh, with my one, is that um, everyone who's coming out and saying, um, like what you said, that the season's over, that's just plain ridiculous. But also, so we signed Martellus Bennett, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later. We signed Lance Kendricks, and the number one comment that came in was, yeah, lads, that's great now, but like, we need cornerbacks. Like, first off, 
Ted Thompson and the Packers organization know way more than you do. They know way more than I do. So the fact that you're coming in going, lads, honestly, like, you're just dumb, you know. And shouting at the Packers organization and tagging us in it, which we don't particularly appreciate. Look, we're not, we don't get paid by the Packers. We're a Packers fan group at the end of the day. But, you know, when you start tagging the Packers and calling them a bunch of pricks, and then you go and you tag us in it as well as if you represent us. Like, you know, try not to do that as well. But the fact is that people keep saying, like, lads, we need to get a cornerback. Who? And I kept saying to people, yes, we do need to get a cornerback but who do we get and they go well there's like any anybody out there is an upgrade i said okay tell me who if you can tell me who we're gonna get in free agency who are you moaning about it's like going into a ford dealership and keep moaning that you need a ferrari you're just not gonna get a ferrari in a ford dealership so people keep saying well, we need to sign a cornerback i said right so name some names and i'll tell you if they're an upgrade or not so i had this sort of twitter beef uh last night with people on twitter and in fairness if they're listening it's you know, something personal against you, but it's just, the thing is, is that, like, for instance, AJ Boye, when people are saying that he was brilliant, the dude was anonymous for his entire contract, and then he plays the last eight games of the season, lights out, and that's where he gets paid, the exact same as Matt Flynn, Matt Flynn put up some ridiculous numbers in just crazy games, and he ended up getting paid, and ultimately ended up landing back in the Packers, and that tells you the type of player that people went, when they looked at him, honestly, saw who they were, so AJ Boya went off to the Jags, and they paid him a bazillion dollars over four or five years, right, so to me, not worth it, maybe, like, you can say yes, an upgrade on the players that we have, or maybe not, who knows, right, so the names that were thrown out to me yesterday were, is people said, oh, what about Morris Claiborne for the Cowboys? Instant upgrade. No. The guy's injury riddled, right? He's had a surgically repaired wrist. He's a number of minor injuries in his rookie season. He had a sprained knee, dislocated left shoulder, hamstring injuries, t- knee tendonitis, and an AC joint separation. Then he picked up a non-contact torn left patellar tendon and had to get his right knee scoped to strengthen the opposite patellar tendon. In 2015, his, his rehab that he was in from a potentially career-ending injury made him miss a dumper lot of games and he was missing um five games with hamstring and ankle injuries last season so everyone who keeps saying to be morris claiborne yeah you want to get that guy how much do you want to pay him do you want to pay him a bazillion dollars as well right so he's in the bargain bin another name that come up was alteron vernon from san diego alteron vernon from san diego graded lower than every single one of our cornerbacks did last year per pro football focus so let's park that one straight away brandon flowers was another name thrown at me from the chargers Okay, so this guy's age 31. You think he's going to be a game changer? And also, he has the same concussion issues as Sam Shields. So what, we let Sam Shields go and get another guy in who's who's 31 years of age from the Chargers with the same issues? Don't think so. And then Devon House. Yes, a potential option, uh, I'll admit. He was with the Packers. That has his benefits, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, he fell down so low in a Jaguars team that sucked and got let go. So, yeah, for the right price, maybe. But it's not a sure thing that he's going to be an upgrade. For instance, he was let go by the Packers for a reason. And he was also let go by the Jags for a reason. So everybody keeps saying, yeah, let's just get a cornerback. Tell me who. If you tell me who the cornerback is, let's get one. But the thing is, you're probably going to have to respectfully shut your tits because there are no cornerbacks who are there to be got in free agency that we're worth mortgaging our whole franchise against just because we want a good cornerback. The thing is, is we've you know excellent safeties we do need cornerback upgrades the two cornerbacks that we have in that struggled uh, last season were actually ridiculously high draft picks in their day they're expected to come good because they were injured now i don't know if i particularly believe that and also this draft is one of the deepest at cornerback we've had in a number of years so the thing yeah. is is why start bitching and moaning about the fact that we need a cornerback which we do 
when you're looking at a draft that's going to be coming up that's it's ridiculously deep and we've got a general manager who's one of the best in the NFL and in NFL history at draft and develop so look we do have needs and then another guy said to me oh yeah sure fine let's be happy with wasting Aaron Rodgers prime years as if like that's what I wanted you know what I mean as if I was like yeah, yeah well I'm happy with that and I'm I like, know you know I know I know, and I think this is the problem, and it's what I call. It's well, it's no, it's not what I call. I've never called it before, but what I'm now going to call the Madden effect when it gets to free agency, because mm. though all the guys and I've, you know, we all love playing Madden, yeah. and when you're on Madden, you just go out, and you just get who you want, mm. and essentially they're as good as you are as a player of Madden. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter how good they are, does it? Yeah. But if you see somebody on the game, you go and get it. It's not like that in real life. Okay, you can't just look and go and sign just about anybody you want for whatever price you can, you know? Hmm. And so it's just not like that. And we've got a sizable chunk of cap space. But bear in mind that you've got to bring in anybody that you're renewing from your own team. You've got to pay for all your draft picks out of that hmm. cap space and then any free agents. Actually, we don't have – we have a good amount, but it's actually not as much as it looks, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so – we're not the Cleveland Browns or the Jacksonville Jags that have a crazy amount. Mm. And by the way, wow on the Brock Osweiler trade. Oh, I mean, that's like yeah. the draft day has come to life, isn't it? or yeah. whatever that film is called, draft day. Yeah. So, you know, we just haven't got that kind of money. And guys, let's chill, okay? There's still plenty of free agents out there. I don't think we're going to pick up a cornerback, a veteran. Um, mm. If we do, maybe House comes in for a visit because – the guys know him and maybe there's a chance there. I think that might be the only one we'll see. Yeah. Um, but, the, yeah, you're not going to get it. I'd be – I mean, there's a number – again, if you were playing Madden right now, you'd look through those lists of all the available free agents that are left and there's a number of people you'd pick up. But this isn't Madden. It's real-life football. And, unfortunately, we have to say that everybody right now, even the guys in the front office at the Browns, and the guys in the front office at all the different teams that have been terrible over the years. Mm. They know more than we do. Yeah. Okay, so let's watch what they do. Let's react. Let's have an opinion. We're, we're, everybody's free to have an opinion. Even those guys that are saying season's over, you're free to have that opinion. But just think first, all right? Don't tweet angry. Mm. Otherwise, it just <laughs> makes you Donald Trump. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants to be Donald Trump. No, and we all know Donald Trump gets up at four because he's you know four a.m. in the morning because he's really old, and and in yeah. fact, actually, he needs to pee, man. Yeah, he needs to pee. Do you know what, Don? Would you call Donald Trump old? Would he be an old fart in your books? I'm not going down this road. <laughs> because you know if you know I had been American, if I'd have been American, I had the chance to vote. I'd have voted Bernie Sanders, and he's even older. I think he sure as hell looks old. And whenever I see him on TV, he's always hunched over like the table's keeping him up. So I like Bernie Sanders anyway. So for me, old is good. Yeah, he's an old fart, Ryan. You think God never farted? But, but yeah, um, anyway, yes, we all know he gets up at four yeah. o'clock in the morning to tweet. Why do we keep getting movement. back to politics on this show? I know, yeah. We cover all bases. But yeah, like, as you said, you're entitled to your opinion, but just do bear in mind before you go and hit send that it can be screenshotted and, you know, some, some guy's going to come back to you and call you a knob. Um, and also... And we, will out you, and we will out you on podcasts. Probably. And that and the thing is, is that, look, the Packers organization know far more than we do, even though, you know, you think you're an expert. We think we're experts. That's why we're sitting here in the studio. Uh, but it's fun to talk about but anyway Rhino let's get on to some good news and this is something that shocked us free agency Ted Thompson two things that don't usually fit in the same sentence if they do it's usually do not do 
uh, free agency. I remember when the trade deadline was going on and Mike McCarthy was standing up at the podium and people kept banging on about like, oh, you know, we're going <laughs> to sign people. And they said to him like, oh, well, what, what's it like? You know, and uh, McCarthy just turned around and was like, well, is, that, is that not over? I was like, no, 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 it's still on. You know, that's what it's like. And then everyone started laughing. It's just brilliant the way he kind of takes the piss out of him. But Ryan, Martellus Bennett, three years, 20 over, apparently it's up to about 22 million with a 6.3 million signing bonus. How does this grab you by the balls? Well, if my balls were to be grabbed by a American football story, this one grabs them because Martellus Bennett is, I'd, people have been saying he's an upgrade over Cook, okay? Mm. And yeah, potentially he is. He's, a, he's just won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, he's, he's had a number of great quarterbacks throwing to him and Jay Cutler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he he is he's, he's a fantastic player and he's I think he's a really, really good pickup. I don't want to be disrespectful to Jared Cook because to say he's an upgrade, and I think they're both very good tight ends. Um, Jared Cook obviously came in. He had one year for us, um, did very, very well, made a number of key plays, uh, as, you, as you'll remember. Um, and, you know, and we haven't seen what Martellus Bennett can do yet. However, seeing what he could do with the Patriots and seeing what he could do with the other teams before that, uh, you have to like this pickup. Um as I touched on earlier, you know, the stories in the press that Cook rejected more money than we offered Bennett. Mm. Um, I can't imagine. Uh, they, they're saying that the deal's worth, is it? So I've got yeah, 21 million over three years. Yeah. You know, it, it'd be hard to think that Cook's been offered more than that. Cook has then come out himself and said, you know, these stories aren't true. And we know what it's like at this time of the year. People are just trying to get headlines. And unfortunately, as Aaron Rodgers uh tweeted and alluded to earlier in the week there are people out there that will make up anything mm. you know for a bit of clickbait so i don't want to be as disrespectful to cook as to say it's an upgrade but it's certainly we are not in a worse opposition here you know we are as good and some people will argue we're a little bit better so really like this pick and i think he's going to be a huge part of the team going forward yeah cook was very important for us for a number of reasons and as well as that i you know to, to be honest with you i believe cook and like you said that whole clickbait thing and they took aaron Rodgers. um his comments on the Jason Wildey show, which Jason Wildey's comments kind of, you know, took it a bit far, even himself, I found. So I don't know who's guilty in that position, but uh, Cook, you could see the delight in it. One of, one of the photos of the year was Cook giving Aaron Rodgers a hug when they'd made the playoffs because he'd never made the playoffs before. And, I was, and he was used as the example uh, by McCarthy to say that, you know, this guy is the antithesis of what it is to, to really appreciate being here and that some of the young players some of the players that have been with the Packers over the last number of years take for granted the fact that they're in the playoffs well I don't know if they do but you know it, it was sort of saying like here's a caveat to not do that Here, here's how much it means to this guy um, and you know to win the division and all that sort of stuff so Cook was very important for us and as well as that like I don't want to be disrespectful to him like you say to say that it's an upgrade but I'm kind of going to say it's an upgrade Cook was important for us, mm -hmm. Ryan, because he was a big-bodied receiver, basically, you know, and he used to pull the coverage away because people knew how dangerous he was. But at the same time, when he landed in Green Bay, people thought, how interesting from the Packers to pick this guy up, but also he's untested and he's known for being unreliable. When you look at Martellus Bennett, and I'll sort of... So I, I took a good few notes about him. I've watched all manners of stuff about him because we all knew about him because he was a bear. But what's brilliant about this guy was is he hated the bears when he was with the bears. It's brilliant. And then when he came out and the comments that he said about the bears then after was hilarious. But at the same time, that was his team and he's still coming out and talking shit about the team that he was with. So you have to look at that and go, 
you know like it's not ideal it's like when they say to go into a job interview and they say to you why did you leave your last job don't come out and say well the boss was a douche you know because they're gonna go well i don't know where your loyalty lies then but i think that's the case with this guy this guy just wants to be a champion and he became a super bowl champion last year with the patriots this is a tough guy we tweeted out the video on our twitter account that shows him a body slam on kyle fuller into the ground and it's because kyle fuller grabbed him by the face mask in training and tried to swing him around now apparently he'd been getting it in training from some of these lads and kyle fuller who was a rookie at the time and much smaller than him uh, tried to swing him around so naturally enough bennett wasn't going to take any of it this guy if you watch, watch uh, tell anybody watch the e60 with him and his brother now i thought his brother was a uh, was a knob and they didn't know anything about him it was just because he was a seahawk and he was good so i was like going <laughs> screw you right so i mean i watched the two of them i was like jeez i really like these two dudes it's like when i watched marshawn lynch's stuff after he retired and it's the only time you could watch Ant on him because he'd never give anybody interviews before and i really like that guy now and the thing was he caused the whole bears team a bunch of bitches and he says that he, you know, he stood up to all these. I think he said Alshon Jeffrey turned around and said to him, like, you know, we need him, man. And he was like, yeah, well, you need me as well. And he said, yeah, well, I'm a six-time Pro Bowler and all this. And he goes, yeah, well, six-time Pro Bowlers can get knocked out as well. This is a guy who Mike Daniels alerted everybody to the video because he came out and said, this is the type of bully that we need. This guy plays tough. And as well as that, Ryan, this is the guy who was the first athlete in Texas A&M history since 1969 to letter in both basketball and football. This is a guy who's used to going up and he's, he's got good hands uh, he's got good ball control you know th- this guy was a basketball player which means he's tall this shows that the Packers are dead serious about finding ways of getting out of the funk that they can be in on occasion when they get press man coverage this guy is tall and it. he can bring a ball down right which- do you know what I, I love that because there's a certain guy up at the Boston Celtics right now I think his name is his surname is Thomas and he's a tiny short player and he's absolutely lighting up the, the NBA right now Oh, yeah? And uh, you've just said he's a basketball player, so he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, come on. you know, I mean, I know a number of the Boston Celtics listen to our podcast, so, uh, good, you know, high, <laughs> high Celtics fans. Well, um, but, uh, yeah, he might have something to say about that. That's all I'm saying. Well, from back in the day. But this, this guy, he's a really interesting guy. Like, go on to YouTube and watch any interview of Martellus Bennett. He's a weirdo. Like, the guy's an absolute... Like, it, it just doesn't fit the mold. He's really, really interesting. He's a children's author. And he has his own animation studio. Um, And he's just... He's a really random dude with a great sense of humor. Now, to go into the serious side of this, Ryan, and to look at this stuff. And again, like, we'd love to have Martellus Bennett. And we've actually reached out to Martellus Bennett to get him on the podcast. And we're not here to talk shit about Packers players. But there's been a few times in his um, career that, you know, he's kind of been called to task. So when he was with the Cowboys, there was the Cowboys Hard Knocks episode and they showed him in those episodes. Now, he was only a rookie. They showed him, they, he came across, and this is a quote, not me saying it, uh, that he was lazy and they said that he struggled to learn the playbook. Now, this guy is actually an honor roll student and, you know, I don't know how much of that stuff is true, but in that same series, they did show him trying to overcome these type of things. Um, but then anyway he moved on to to sign with the Giants he betted on himself with a one year deal uh, but his weight went up to 295 pounds uh, he eventually got it under control by the regular season um, and he got 55 receptions 626 yards and 5 touchdowns that season so he kind of redeemed himself but another thing like you know the first time with the Cowboys he was sort of seen as lazy not really caring and then he kind of tried to turn it around then he went to the Giants and his weight ballooned up Eddie Lacy style but then he redeemed himself but then he signed a 4 year deal with the Bears and he eventually surpassed Mike, Dis- Mike Ditka's 50 year old record for receptions um, but then he came out in the off season and was criticizing Cutler. His quote was, "I'd be open," and he'd throw into double coverage. 
Now, this is true, and that's that's the thing, is that it is true, but then you sort of say, as a player, do you come out and do you, do you criticize your quarterback? He was eventually, you know, with that whole Kyle Fuller yeah, thing. Sorry, I just want to jump in there. We've yeah. spoken before about Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was a guy that used to come out and openly criticize his teammates. Mm. Well, not so much in the media, but you could see him doing it on the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, pushing around his O-lineman and stuff like that. And a lot of what happens on a team and in a locker room is how it's breeded, how, how basically the leaders of that team or the supposed leaders of that team act. So yeah. I don't think you would see that in a Green Bay locker room with the mm. leaders that he would have on this team that wouldn't be allowed and therefore it wouldn't happen yeah true that and Cutler as well it just has that doesn't give a shit attitude and actually they say that now that he's on the open market that he's likely going to go to the New York Jets and that Cutler is the perfect fit for the New York Jets because he just doesn't care and that you know the media are going to come out and try ripping the shreds but he's been consistent throughout his whole career he just doesn't care but Bennett himself then was traded after that fallout with the Bears to the Patriots for a fourth round pick so they sent Bennett and a sixth round pick their way for a fourth round pick in return and he was the most efficient wide receiver for the Pats in the first five weeks so like you know without Brady for the first four he was the go-to guy and if you watch highlights of him uh, you know the guy is just insanity and on top of that he played all 16 games in the regular season when he was battling ankle and, and shoulder injuries so this guy is tough he does fight his teammates if you piss him off and you know you, you, you take some dirty shots and which does happen and I wouldn't put it past the fact that this guy's going to be involved in a scrap uh, in the off season because there's always off season scraps or you know he piles over but Ryan all things considered this guy is pretty dynamite pretty tall great hands and on top of that did you know that in high school with him being such a dynamite basketball player he had some tryouts for NBA teams including your team the San Antonio Music Forks <laughs> yeah yeah all those music forks yeah <laughs> from Alamo City love it but yeah so you're excited right. about Bennett anyway I think he gives us I a am, new dynamic I'm excited right? about him I also want to I'm gonna because you know we, we've been doing this a while now so we can link this stuff in pretty sweetly it has to be said mm-hmm. um, so I'm just gonna link it right back to Clown of the Week uh, not one of the same guys but there was a comment on Facebook that uh, why are we going for Bennett he's so old now Jeez. And if you notice anything about Cook and Bennett, you'll know that at the start of next season, they shall both be 30. Mm. Ridiculous. So that guy said, we should be signing Cook because Bennett's too old. Yeah. So, you know, there's yeah. a... Anyway, moving on. Shocking. But the, the thing is, and what's important is, and this is what I didn't want to disrespect Cook was, is that the fact that Cook was a big tight end was enough, regardless of his ability. And he, like, he has one of the most famous catches in Green Bay Packer history, I would say, with those dragging the ankle stuff. But the fact that he was a tight end, a big body tight end, and that the potential was there for him to drag down passes means that he pulled so many defensive players with him to open up space for our wide receivers in the crunch times that we needed it. Now we have a legit target who you can throw into coverage if you need to, and he'll likely come down with the ball. And in press man, you need somebody like a Calvin Johnson, for instance, that you can throw into coverage and you still know that he'll make a play on the ball and you can trust him. And Aaron Rodgers was obviously happy because he tweeted out, the relax hashtag with sort of himself in a gif and Ryan that brings us down to Lance Kendricks which was another signing which you're very popular about this yeah yes I'm going to be positive about this one uh good player out of Wisconsin I'm pretty sure he was a second round pick although I don't have that written down yeah he was yeah himself Um, and Bennett were two second round picks ding ding I'll get a point Um, (laughs) not that anyone asked a question but I'm I'm taking a point for that so winning one one nil right now um but look 
some guys did come out and go, oh, so what? This doesn't excite me. This isn't great. He was a good player out of Wisconsin. He was a second round pick. He's played on a bad team with questionable quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and didn't particularly produce a lot. Absolutely agree there. But Aaron Rodgers can make players. Okay. Tom Brady makes players. Uh, Peyton Manning. Andrew Luck makes players. You know, you get good quarterbacks. They can make anybody on a team suddenly a big name. Okay, so let's see. And let, all I said to people was, you know, you might be right. Maybe this guy actually wasn't what he made out to be. Um, and actually, you know, we, we get sort of early in the season or, or late in the off season, and maybe the guy get cut. Okay, it's mm-hmm. minimal money. Okay, but can we give the guy a chance? to play with somebody like Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. Because I think until you've seen him with that level of quarterback, let's reserve judgment and actually let's be positive about this one. And let's be positive about what this actually says right now. It's been a while since we've had a genuine tight end threat. Okay. Hmm. Most people say we haven't had a tight end that's been a genuine threat since Jermichael Finley, unfortunately left the Packers for his injury problems. Okay, we've now had Jared Cook, who, and you'll remember this, Steve, last year people go, oh, Jared Cook. Yeah. His numbers aren't great, are they? And now people are going, I can't believe we're letting Jared Cook go. (laughs) So, and it's probably the same people. So those same people now are going, oh, Lance Kendricks. Well, let's see if he has a big year first. Let's see what he does with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. But, yeah, it says to me now, you know, what is it we're trying to do? We've got three now very good tight ends on our roster in Bennett, Kendricks, and Richard Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. So I presume it would be, for me right now, it's probably Bennett, then Rodgers, then uh, then Kendricks. But however that's going to go, that's three very good tight ends. Plus, we might pick up one late in the draft. Are we going to see a change in the start? Are we going to see double tight end sets? Is that going to help the run game? Because we'll maybe have more tight ends. I I don't know. Mm. Is it going to change the way in which we do things? Yeah, well, I I sort of put out, you know, taking the piss yesterday, that the Packers have decided that, look, screw it. The only way to actually have a good defense is to basically just not worry about it and have one at all. Let's just keep drafting wide receivers and tight ends and just score 200 points a game and then that way we'll eventually just surpass whatever they can put up against us and we just keep going back and forward back and forward and we try stop them to get a field goal but to give you a sort of profile of Lance Kendricks this guy as you said Wisconsin native um, and I think that is a motivating factor if I could work because I have a crazy commute it's about to get even crazier but if I was to work in my hometown I'd be so grateful for the fact that I'd be back and if I was to go into my office and people would cheer my name and see me as a local favourite well then you better believe I'm going to do that accountancy a whole lot better than I would have but this guy is a track and field athlete this guy is super fast uh, he's a triple jump champion. He's a long jump champion. Uh, he's, a, as you said, played for the Badgers. Drafted in the second round. This guy's second round talent. And anybody who says, oh, he's not that good, look at the teams that he's been on, you know? In 2011, Kendricks played in 15 games and had 352 receiving yards. 2012, um, his num- uh, what did he play? 16 games, 519 receiving yards, 4 TDs. And 2013 was when Jared Cook came aboard, so his numbers dropped. 
Uh, but the, the one really to look at here is the fact that last year, even though his quarterbacks were absolute garbage, they were like burning garbage at the back of a hotel, is that he had a career-high 50 receptions with 499 yards and two touchdowns. Now, this guy, as you said, he's either going to fall into tight end two, tight end three, who knows, but definitely two tight end sets. Can you imagine if this guy had to re- get a ball and receive a ball from an absolute fool of a of a quarterback last year well then can you imagine what he's going to do when people see martellus bennett as tight end number one you've got jordy nelson and uh Devontae adams you're gonna have geronimo allison uh you're gonna have randall cobb in the slot and then you're gonna have lance kendricks just literally standing out on an island on his own i tell you he's gonna be damn good then and this guy is durable in all of his six nfl seasons he's played in at least 15 or all 16 regular season games in every campaign that he's been in this guy is dependable he's a second round pick he's a track and field fast athlete he's like a giant wide receiver this is a very very good move for the packers but at time i think ryan and we're getting on now is if we get in and look at some of the stuff uh, that passed us by uh, some of the players that passes by JC Treader. Uh, it was you know no surprise that he went went off to get starter money with the Browns. Uh, unbelievable player. I know you and the guy that you met, a good friend of the podcast, Andy Davies and group. Um, you know prefer JC Treader, but it all comes down to the fact that Lindsley was our starting center. He's going to get 1.8 million this year. Treader is going to get 6.75 million with the Browns. Like the Packers were never going to meet those contract demands. Uh, I don't think they ever planned to. There's a risk letting Treader go because of Lindsley's injuries. He's had hamstring injuries, ankle injuries, and the two of them have kind of rotated in and out and they've been excellent when they've done that. And the fact that Treader has gone now removes that safety net. But at the same time, like the Packers aren't going to pay, you know, almost seven million a year just to have a backup sitting there. So this was kind of a no-brainer. Um, and the same with Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde's gone as well, Rhino. And I know I, I let yeah. you jump in now, but Micah Hyde came out and said that the Packers didn't even make an offer. And people said, like, oh, I can't believe they didn't offer him. Look, the Packers are just being, to be honest with you, that's the more respectful thing to do, right? It's just to be honest with him, stop faffing around. Don't give him an offer that it's going to insult him and just say, look, we know that you're going to get big money elsewhere. Uh, we're not interested in giving you that money. And unfortunately, we have to let you go. Like, in my opinion, and I know that, you know, you're going to have opinions on JC Treader, Michael Hyde, but my opinion is, is that he wasn't a shutdown corner. He wasn't a shutdown safety. He was like this hybrid player, this sort of Swiss army knife player who was brilliant down the stretch last year when we really needed him. But at the same time, why would you be paying him ridiculous money to be that Swiss army knife? To be His actual problem was, is that he was... He was good when we needed him at a number of different positions, but was never absolutely shut down at any of those positions, which means that he was, uh, you know, we could sort of throw him to a different team. And that's exactly what's happened, is that, you know, we've let him go. And as well as that, to keep him on the roster, we would have to pay him more this year than we let Hayward go for, you know, last year. So do you think that justifies it then when you see the, the stuff that Hayward has done? Um, you know, so and look at the Packers were thirty first defensively last year. So people are saying it's a massive loss. How much of a loss can it be when we were thirty first last year? Look, he got paid in Buffalo. That's the nature of the game. So power to him. Yeah, yeah, no problem against it. Uh, Hyde, I think we'll be able to replace. JC Tretter for me is a, is a disappointing one. It's a shame. Uh, by the way, I really like what the Bra- the Browns have slowly started putting bits in place for maybe in three, four years' time to actually become a bit of a force. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, Tretter going to a shame for me. But do you know what? Um, 
And I'm trying not to give the game away here with uh, the look on my face, Steve. But, you know, I'm firmly behind Don Barkley. I think he plays a number <laughs> of positions. I think he can slot right in, become a starter on the line. And, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to him progress this year. And, uh, yeah, just be a solid, solid packer. Uh, hashtag 67. Yeah, and the thing is, Ryan, I sometimes have to get the train to work and I go through many turnstiles and he's the most professional-looking turnstile and looks really no, good. No, no, won't have it. Won't have it. No, no, I'm ruling this out now. No, I'm ruling it out. I'm not having it anymore. Now, I have seen stuff online where people are saying that it's unfair on Don Barkley. He's always had to sort of jog on when someone gets injured and fill numerous positions on the O-line and that he's never really played his true position. They've only given him 1.3 million, so we see what happens. At the end of the day, you know, we talk trash about it and then all of a sudden someone comes in and goes, he's got a family! And then you feel bad about it and then they start tagging him in people's comments on Twitter and I'm just like, you know, that's sadistic when people are destroying him. Like I said on my own personal Twitter, if I was Don Barkley, I would not be going near social media because the guy is getting destroyed. Um, another person that's gone, which is no surprise to me, Rhino, is Julius Peppers. He's gone back to Carolina. Uh, he was an expensive yep. bit part player. No real loss, to be honest, from my point of view. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, and you know, you, you have to question as well, uh, the Panthers have only taken him back really for sentimental reasons mm. because... They're not going to get an every down player. Yeah. I can't imagine they really need a guy to come on for a couple of plays here and there in situational. So it makes you wonder if, you know, for me, Peppers has to make that squad. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the fact he's left us, I mean, I know our linebacking core isn't, you know, isn't where it, where it probably needs to be right now. But um, I think he's part, at this stage of his career, he's probably part of that problem and uh, not part of the solution, unfortunately. You have to agree, completely sentimental pick and he was getting colossal money as well so it was a no-brainer that it was going to be let go and then other rumours that are coming up is that Eddie Lacy is potentially going to the Vikings uh, which would only really leave us with Ty Montgomery, Don Jackson maybe and Kristen Michael maybe uh, we'd have to see what goes on there and as well as that there's meant to be a few good running backs in the draft so maybe that's what they're planning on but it's a there weird are. one right, isn't and, it? and actually this is another one as well though that not only are there some really good running backs in the draft this year but if you look at some of the running backs that are, are still left as free agents, you know, people are saying, oh, we're not doing anything. Hmm. You might you might find a number of these names are still there once the draft's been done. I mean, for example, I'm just looking down the list now. OK, Lacey, they reckon is the top running back available. I would I would probably disagree and say it's Peterson. But um, this is Bleacher Report, I should say. Okay. Uh, so they've oh, yeah. got Eddie Lacey, Latavius Murray, Adrian Peterson, LeGarrette Blount, Jamal Charles. Yeah. Uh, Rex Burkhead, which I have to say, uh, it's not one I recognise. I think he's, uh, yep, yeah, no, no idea. Uh, Darren <laughs> McFadden, who, yeah, okay, that dude's that dude's done, isn't he? Really, Andre Ellington, he's done. Uh, and then you've still got a number, a whole number of different players, including, uh, you know, James Starks and, and and a whole host of people, Christine Michael and the rest of it. So there's there's plenty of running backs out there, veteran running backs. But there's also there's plenty of guys available in the draft. So um, for me, I'm not that fussed if Eddie Lacey goes. Yeah, and as well as that, I'm going to be honest here and say that we lost Josh Sitton, Lane Taylor come in. Lane Taylor was excellent. Pass protection was amazing, but we just couldn't get the run game going. Now, was that because Eddie Lacey was injured? Um, you know, did James Starks have an off year? Um, was was uh, Kristen Michael just not used to the offense? Ty Montgomery was pretty dynamite, but he's more of an opportunistic runner, not sort of a run-between-the-tackles guy. Uh, you know, he sort of takes his opportunity where he comes. I would hazard a guess. 
is that our O-line was unable to break up on running lanes because of the shifting around with Josh sitting gone. Sitting and Lang together were amazing at breaking open the lanes and they're directly attributable to the fact that our run game was pretty ridiculous when they were playing together. So now that TJ Lang is gone, maybe it's a case that the Packers are like, yeah, we want to have a run game. We want people to respect the fact that we can do play action and we want to have dynamite running backs and we want Eddie back. But maybe they know that maybe we just can't get the run game going again because again we're shifting around the o-line we've got don barkley and that we're not going to be able to break up on running lanes and we're not going to be that adept at it so maybe the run game isn't just going to be that effective so maybe it goes down the pecking order what we actually need is is big body tight ends two tight end sets uh you know progress more with the likes of you know tay adams should have another fantastic year hopefully uh, Geronimo Allison bring him along Trevor Davis uh, big guy as well maybe they just focus on bigger wide receivers who are a threat no matter what and the run game is again just left as sort of a secondary tertiary kind of function because they know that a row line we might be you know Aaron Rodgers might be scrambling for his life because they knew the inevitable would happen with TJ Lang going before we touch on Lang and I suppose we should probably end there and go straight into fan of the week after that Nick Perry uh, signed a one year deal prove it deal which was his fifth year in Green Bay ended with 11 sacks uh you know he was he got five million for the year kind of betted on himself ryan what a success story he's signed for five years for 60 million 27 years of age finally healthy plagued with injuries and even last season breaking his hand playing with the club which ended with him stroking the club which is one of the most hilarious things i've ever seen in an nfl field and this is a guy who there was so much expected of him from the start. His first two seasons in Green Bay, he missed 15 of the 32 regular season games, which is basically a season, and it's all come good for him. Only trending mm-hmm. up for Nick Perry? Mm. Oh. Don't know. This, I, there's, there's risk in this, I feel, because mm. this guy... Yeah, okay, you've mentioned he had, a, he had a number of issues, but whether they're his fault or not, they're the issues associated with the player. So whether it's injuries, injuries can't do a lot about, I guess. Um, but there was poor play at times. And then in his contract year, he has a monster year. And now we give him a five-year contract, which means his next contract year is not for five years. So I hope we see the Nick Perry that we saw last year. I hope he comes out all guns blazing, trying to make his name... Uh, as one of those big-time Green Bay players, um, you know, and, and and you know, there's no real reason to think that he won't do that. Um, but yes, th- there's risk to this in a sense because he's got a five-year contract off the back of one good year. Um, so I like it. Um, I think he's a really good player. I'm, I'm really glad we've re-signed him, uh, and I'm going to try and be positive about this one. But in the back of my mind, there is that small amount of risk. Yeah, I agree with you as well. It's I I never like this occasion where the player struggles for whatever reasons up to his final year. You know, they they retain him for one year. He bets on himself, of course he would. Uh, a because no one else will take him. And I'm not saying it's the case with Nick Perry, but it's usually the case that no one else will take him. He wants to stay with a team that he knows and a system that he knows because he doesn't want to add the fact that he's had a pretty poor performance in previous years go to a new team to try to learn a new system stay in the system you know try prove yourself again that one last time um it suits the team it suits you and then you perform in your mind and then you go and you get a massive deal so nick perry great guy fantastic year you know really dragged us out of the crap a good few times um <laughs> so you know let's see hopefully it can be that player especially with some of the other um 
you know, some of the other defensive players definitely need an upgrade. But anyway, let's end this on TJ Lang before we go into fan of the week. Uh, TJ Lang, gone. Um, and I see loads of stuff floating around online who will be his replacement, Ryan. Um, you mentioned them, Don Barkley. It's not going to inspire um, anything from anybody to be saying that type of gear. And again, people say, oh, well, they never played Don Barkley in his right position, blah, blah, blah. Um, but look, it leaves us with a Pro Bowl-sized hole in the O-line. It's as simple as that. The people that would stand in for me now as well as that right and what really pisses me off when times like this happen people are like here how about we don't just look for a direct replacement how about we move people around the line and some dumb things that i hear is like move david back to yari into guard why the hell would you move david back to yari from the blind side over into the guard position it just doesn't make any sense one of the best blind side uh o-linemen he is probably the best uh, blind side o-lineman in the whole league and he's paid accordingly and to move him from that position to leave Aaron Rodgers more vulnerable just to fill in on TJ Lang's spot, I uh, don't mm-hmm. think so. The more fit that I see and it's the more people that have actually come into that position in the past is obviously Jason Spriggs and Kyle Murphy. Um, Spriggs yeah. had some time last season in that role, but like this, he's a massive dude and he just wasn't strong enough so they're saying that he needs to hit the weight room. And similarly, Murphy... Um, and they think both these dudes actually are six foot six, which is just colossal. And as well as that, they're saying that even Kyle Murphy needs to bulk up and spend some time in the weight room. Yes, you're tall, but that sort of can work against you um, with your leverage. And then, of course, someone that we spoke about on previous podcasts was uh, Lucas Patrick. So they said that he could come into it. Uh, he joined the Packers as an undrafted free agent. Uh, broke his hand so he was kind of out of the fray but the Packers still sort of trusted him enough to keep him on the practice squad uh, another potential player coming in but Ryan no doubt that this has really pissed off Pack Nation uh, has created you know scouts out of every single one of us and is going to be pretty well, tough to fill let's face it I'm going to go on this right I was kind of uh, miffed and bewildered when we let sit and go and thought that yeah well, there's no way we can replace him and do you know what we did so I'm just going to sit back on this one and trust and uh, let's see what happens. But I'm just going to sit back and be positive on this one and just just basically safe in their knowledge. I think, obviously, they know a lot more about what's going on than I do. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to trust in the decision made and uh, and get on with my off-season. Yeah, absolutely. TJ Lang is going to be a massive loss. Of course he is. He was in the Pro Bowl. It meant a lot to him. He was a fantastic player. Great attitude. Uh, I like people in life in general with spikes, someone with something different to them. TJ Lang certainly had spikes. Uh, Larry McCarron said that it, you know he didn't call him an asshole but he said that you know he has that sort of mean streak in him kind of and you know he does take the piss a lot even on his social media is always ripping people a new one um, so you know he's a good guy but yeah look he was um, coming on to 30 years of age he had hip injuries he was coming off a hip injury he might not have been ready in the off season so who knows and as you said the Packers know far more about it than we do and obviously they trusted we all gave out stink when they let Satan go couldn't believe it and then Lane Taylor came in and smashed it. So now let's just hope that the same comes in behind TJ Lang. Now again, there's going to be people firing stuff at the car radio. They'll have opened the train window and thrown their iPod out of the train window, pissed off that we're trying to be positive about it. Um, but look, what else can we do? He's gone. You know what I mean? And look, we didn't do it. It wasn't our fault. But anyway, let's go into fan of the week. And for gender balancing, we have a fantastic fan of the week this time, a long-term supporter. And Rhino, now that we've got paid, bruh, it's time for me to drop some sexy new drop for fan of the week i want people to tell me do they prefer my off-key singing to the who or do they prefer this drop meet the fan fan. 
Uh, so yeah, this was the point where we called our fan. We had a great chat myself and Ryan. It was Charlotte. She's been with us so long from the very start. We can't even remember how long. Uh, from the very very start, and she's been over the Lambo with us, and she has some great stories about Jordy. And um, the recording software decided to not record, which is great. So we're gonna have to get Charlotte on next week. We're probably gonna have a double meet the fan because uh, we've got an absolutely stellar dude that we're getting on as well uh, next week. So apologies about that. If you want to appear on Meet the Fan, uh, which I will record next time, just send us an email at info at ukpackers.co.uk. And even the outro that I have between myself and Ryan is gone. So, suppose it's just me. So, from at NFL on Twitter, follow the group at UK Packers. From Ryan Peacock, who's probably in bed right now, it's goodbye for this week. <laughs>